Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous, fantastic, and of course, epic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And um, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you guys today. Today, our topic is going to be on what's the difference between sexual arousal levels uh, in a new relationship versus in a long-term or old relationship. And I'll get into why we're going to have that conversation and what inspired me to have this conversation with you guys today. Um, but before I do that, I have to do a couple of, uh, you know, housekeeping things. So uh, housekeeping number one, today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life. <laughs> Two. Uh, don't forget, as I show up for you guys, it would be lovely for you guys to show up for me and support me and support the overhead cost of running this show. Um, and you can do that by supporting me um, with a, you know, a donation of $5 a month and uh, my Patreon account, um, which I'll have the links to. And the beautiful thing about being a patron of my Patreon is that you get all these bonus content and you get all this cool ways of engaging and interacting with me and all sorts of cool stuff that only my patrons of Patreon get to interact with me that, in that way. So in line with that, the, you know, we're going to talk as we talk about the stuff that we're going to talk about today about sexual arousal responses, um, new versus old relationships. Um, I, my con my bonus content for Patreon is going to be uh, how to spice up your sexuality and your sexual arousal within a relationship that you've been in, in a for a while. Okay, and the only way you'll get that is come join me on Patreon. <laughs> okay, so. Let's get into our topic. So I was at the salon the other day, which is why I look so fabulous. <laughs> and I got my nails done. So everybody who's actually, uh, you know, not listening, but actually can visually see me, um, I'm getting ready for Slutty Xmas. So uh, I had my nail uh, people, uh, you know, start practicing what I want for uh, my nails for Slutty Xmas and um, they're vulvas <laughs> on my nails right now. So I have black with the white vulvas for everybody who's listening. All right. If you want to see that, you can find that on YouTube. <laughs> okay. So I was at the spa and at the salon and um, some women were having a conversation and, you know, they found out what I did and and as a holistic sexual wellness specialist. And they were like, well, why was it when I like first got together with my husband, we couldn't stop having sex. We had sex like twice a day, every day. It's like, we just couldn't keep our hands off of each other. And now there's like crickets. There's no arousal. I'm not turned on all that kind of stuff. And that is not the first time I've heard this or the first time that I've had the conversation. So I thought, you know what, this seems to be a popular theme that comes up with my clients all over the place, with women, with everybody, really. So let's break it down. Why is that? Why, when we are in a new relationship, we are like humping like bunnies. We can't keep our hands off of each other. Easy, easy, easy. It seems like 
it's like you're, you're like this the passion is 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 through the roof and and your desire is like incredible now and then it dies off so here's why when you first get into a new relationship there's all these things, your arousal level, your horniness, your, your lust, all of those things are heightened, awakened, and facilitated by hormones, biochemicals that are being produced in your body because of the newness, because that is what happens as human beings when we have something new and shiny. And a relationship, a brand new relationship is new and shiny. And what happens is our bodies are releasing endorphins and, and uh, here are some of the good ones, endorphins, uh, dopamine, our serotonin regulators are increasing. Um, you know, this is the oxytocin in our bodies. All of this basically makes us high as a kite. It's like we're on ecstasy. <laughs> And so what that does is it stimulates our arousal response, like our, our, our libido, our, our horniness, our arousal is just like going through the roof. And we, you know, we're, we're acting like we're like 18 year old kids that can't get enough of each other. Which is delightful and wonderful and it has its purpose. But once that happens, or we, you know, I, I like to call it the honeymoon phase, right? The honeymoon phase where every year you're like totally turned on and you're aroused and you can't get enough and you're, you're excited about getting to know them. And it's not just a, it's not just a physical sexual arousal. It's also, you know, a psychological arousal because you're like, you know, you're getting to know them and you're getting to figure out like, are you a good fit? And how are you going to co-create together? And all these things are starting to happen. So again, newness in that honeymoon phase of a relationship, which is amazing, um, but you're high. That's what you are. You are high as a kite. Your body is producing all sorts of drugs. Yay for those drugs. <laughs> but needless to say, you're high, okay? So then they wane. Now the newness, so the dopamine, so dopamine is produced in our brain and produces throughout our bodies that give us this warm, happy feeling of, of happiness. Um, your dopamine levels start to drop because it's not new anymore. You, it's not exciting, the same excitement anymore. And when those levels start to drop, guess what? So does your libido, so does your arousal. If you haven't built and established how to move into that next phase, okay? Super important. Thanks everybody for the loves and the highs and the, the kisses, awesome. All right, so now if you want to keep that you may not be able to keep, say, the, quite the same amount of intensity. However, you can definitely create a different type of arousal and a different type of lust <laughs> and horniness. 
And this comes from now moving into the phase where we start to be surrender and be vulnerable and start to explore and share, you know, our deepest, darkest desires with each other and start to go on sexual adventures with each other. So we've now moved out of the, we can't get our, keep our hands off of each other to now, how do we co-create a sexual adventure? sexuality, um, arousal. And so what that does though, is it stimulates when you do it from that place, it stimulates, guess what? The drugs a little bit, not quite as much, but it still stimulates the drugs because now you have things to look forward to. You have things to go on adventures. You might have to go buy props. You might have to go do research. You might have to take a class, wink, wink. <laughs> you know, with somebody who you love and adore and think is fabulous, like me. <laughs> so learning, so you activate, again, your activation of arousal. So let me break down what arousal, the, the key ingredients to arousal. So the first one is that is the hormones, so which is what we're talking about. The second part of arousal is our, uh, our mind are um, things that turn us on, um, but from an intellectual standpoint. So like visualization, fantasies, role play, um, these kinds of things is part of our arousal response. And so we have the physical, which is the hormonal, we have the psychological, which is the head, and then we have our emotions, which is another part of our arousal response, which is tied into, and, and, our, and on an emotional level, there's all sorts of things that um, with sexuality can be tied into emotions. Happiness, sadness, anger, lust, um, you know, shame, tab, guilt, all of that can tie into safety, trust, all of that can tie into um, our arousal response. Okay. So when your physical side drops, whether that's because you've now moved out of the new relationship into the old relationship status, so to speak, right, where it's stable and you've been together for a while, and the physiological stuff starts to drop, you can increase the other two sides of things, the psychological side of things, and, which is the mind and the emotional side of things, which is the vulnerability and trust and commitment and like all sorts of stuff like in the emotional arena so that you can build it back up. So you can still be humping twice a day. <laughs> now, all right, as somebody who I don't have children, so I'm going to, you know, take a moment here to, you know, do a shout out for everybody. I don't have children. However, most relationships that do end up having children, there's another reason where that the, the libido drops again, because hormonally things have shifted, physiologically things have shifted and energetically um, all energy goes towards raising, protecting, you know, dealing with the kid or the kids. And so there's not that connection necessarily with each other or the availability to be humping twice a day, every day. Okay. So <clears throat> in that, which is really important, is that you can also still renew the spark, renew the arousal, 
how there's all sorts of things we can do. And that's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm doing for the second part of this basically on Patreon, my bonus content, my exclusive content. Um, I'm gonna go into all the ways to renew the spark renew what's going on, get some of that arousal response going on um, within your relationship, okay? All right, what else do I wanna say about that? Now, often, okay, so here's the thing. Often, when we start to feel this drop in arousal within our relationships, we think it has to do with maybe not being, not loving our partner or being loved by our partners. And love, and I'm going to say this, everybody hold on to your horses. Don't get anybody's knickers and knot. Okay. All right. Everybody breathe with me, which is really sex and love don't, aren't the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love can include sex. And sex can include love, but love can have love on its own and sex can have sex on its own, okay? So they can be separate entities and we can choose to pair them if we want to, but they don't have to exist. However, often we mis uh, we've been taught to believe that sex and love are e like equal and they're enmeshed and they're all these things. So if we are not feeling sexually aroused, we may feel that we do not actually um, may not be in as much love with our partner as we thought we were or vice versa okay and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's true so I'm just throwing that out there okay all right now so we talked about okay everything's exciting you're high as a kite because it's all brand new you're like wow this is amazing and then you transition into now you are in a relationship with that person or relationships because uh, you may not be monogamous, like I am not. Um, and in those relationships, the key to is making sure, are you compatible? So one of the women at the salon, and I'm just going to say this, one of the women at the salon said to me, you know, this is what happened. She said, we couldn't stop humping. And now I can be bothered to have sex with my husband. I'm like, you know, it's like a chore. So I went through a series of things of why this might happen. So one, there's the libido stuff that we just talked about and the biochemical stuff that's being that has dropped. But there's some other reasons why this, some of this might be happening. So reason number one outside of that is, did you like having sex? Was the sex good? Just because you're having lots of it. But was it good? Was it satisfying? Did it, did it, did you get off? Were you like happy and content? Um, were you, you know, did your partner have good sexual skills? Do you allow yourself to surrender to pleasure? Are you typically, is pleasure your friend or is it something that, you know, you might have issues with? Like there's some variables that are going on there that might be at play beyond the biochemical stuff that's not happening in your body anymore. And she said to me, she's like, well, no, not really. And my, you know, my, my husband and I didn't really have good sex. And I said, well, that's your problem. 
that's that's you know without doing a, an intensive relationship you know intake session with her i said well that's a big problem because if your bot if your brain again this is the stimulation part of your brain if your brain isn't excited about having sex with that person because it's fun and easy and good and satisfying guess what your brain's like ah why bother I can just go read a book. Um, so that's one thing. The sexual skill building, be sexual skills between each other weren't fabulous. The other reason, so here's some other reasons, is that your sexual, your true sexual desires are not compatible. So that's why I always encourage in the beginning of the relationship um, to be having those conversations before the libido and assuming that, okay, so here's what happens. All right, here we go. You get into this relationship, this new relationship. You're all lusty and horny because your brain's like high. Your whole body's high on lust and, and arousal and all this stuff because it's new and exciting and you got dopamine, you got all the drugs going on, right, in your body. Now, while these are going on, you know what happens? Is like any kind of um, intoxication, you're kind of not really smart, <laughs> right? And this is everybody, okay? So there's no judgment on anybody right now, okay? This is, we're all this way. Our brains turn off and our genitals wake up. That's what happens, okay? Now, we often think that this is what the relationship's gonna look like. This is what our sex life together is gonna be. No, it's not. This is what it's gonna be for six months to a year. That's what that, that, that usually that window lasts, okay? And in that time, if you don't have conversations about what are your true sexual desires without being high on the biochemicals of the newness, you may find that you're building a relationship with somebody that you don't have sexual compatibility with. That your true desires, your true desires that get you off, the things that you think about while you're masturbating, the things that you watch while you're masturbating. If your partner, it, things like, are you monogamous or not ethically non-monogamous? Um, you know, are you into some kinky sex, which most of us are at the core of us. If we don't have trauma-based stuff, we all want to explore. That's part of natural sexual evolution. And so with that natural sexual evolution, um, where are we? So for example, if one person really, really, really likes the idea of say, we'll say feet, for example, um, which is popular kink. Uh, so somebody's really into feet and the other person can't stand their feet being touched or looked at. Okay, well, so we're gonna, we're gonna run into some problems. After the drugs have worn off, you're gonna have some serious issues around sexual compatibility. So that's another reason. So if the, so we have sexual skill wasn't really awesome in the beginning. Um, and we need some, you know, re-education or education in that department because let's be honest, sexual education isn't what it, it should be. Or you may not have sexual compatibility because you never had the conversation because you just assumed that it was this hot and this wild and you can't, can't stop touching each other and all these things, that it'll last for the rest of your relationship. 
That is not true. As somebody who sees clients who are in sexless relationships, I can honestly tell you that is not a true statement. It's not a given. If in the beginning you can't stop humping, does not mean that, that you can sustain that through the rest of your relationship from a long-term perspective unless you do some stuff to make sure that it's true. So we got sexual skills, we got sexual compatibility, and then we have moving into the place of vulnerability. So vulnerability is where we share who we really are with the person or people that we are engaging with. That vulnerability or intimacy is happens not just from a sexual standpoint, but it also can happen from, uh, you know, all the different other areas like uh, vulnerability about what's going on with you in work, your vulnerability about your own insecurities and your fears, your vulnerabilities about your emotions, your vulnerabilities about feeling not good enough. These create, sharing that vulnerability with somebody creates intimacy. And that intimacy creates safety which creates arousal so these are the areas in which you want to start to focus on in the newness of a relationship but if you have been in a relationship for a while and you're like oh well fuck Gaia I wish I'd known that before <laughs> don't worry don't worry it's okay you can spice it up we can we can help it help you out through this process all right two ways that and before I get into the ways in which you can do that, and the last thing that's really, really important, super, super, super important if you want to sustain lust and arousal within your relationships over a prolonged period of time, communication, communication, communication. This is key. Being able to communicate who you are, what you desire, and to be able to negotiate what it is you want and what it is that you are willing to do and explore. And to have conversations from this beautiful place of vulnerability. That's what will help to create this amazing sexual libido that will sustain itself and actually get deeper and better with time with your lover or lovers that we're talking about. Now, don't get me wrong. The first part is fun. It's awesome. It's exciting and you're giddy and you're like, you can't think and all you're thinking about is, you know, when's the next time I get to roll around naked with that person or people, you know, that's awesome. But it's just a phase. And if you understand that that phase is actually not what real, true, healthy, long lasting relationships live, we don't live there. It's just a phase that you'll stop being disappointed trying to get that phase back. Because this is one thing that I hear over and over and over and over again from clients. Well, how do we get back the spark? How do we get back? We don't get back. We had that, we enjoyed it, and now we're gonna create something new. And we're gonna move on to the newness 
of this new phase of your relationship? How can you connect on an intimate level? How can you explore? There's sex is like, I've been doing it for a really long time. <laughs> and I do it often. <laughs> and, and I'm an expert at it. And I still am learning new things about my own sexuality, my own sexual development, my new possibilities of pleasure possibilities with myself, with my partner, with my partners, um, because it's a lifetime journey of, of awakening and exploring. Um, it's not when you move from that place, that's the key, one of the key ingredients Right? We don't need to look back. We need to be present and we need to be excited about what can happen in the new future. That's how we stimulate. That's how we awaken. That's how we can move from this amazing place, from the excitement of the old or the excitement of the newness of a relationship and take that with us, uh, a taste of that with us throughout our relationship's life. Okay, so. All right, I hope that was helpful, because I know that these are the conversations that people have with me all the time. And I hope this has inspired you to be like, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, I can let go of you can let go of holding on to what it was and allow it to be what it can be, which has way more depth and way better sex, actually. <laughs> That's a possibility for you guys. All right. Now, if you're like, well, I don't know, me and my partner, partners haven't like, we are like, we're like zero flatlined in the sex department and the sexuality department, you may need some extra facilitation. Okay. You might need some support. You might need some help. That's where I come in. You can hire me. You can go to GaiaMorissette.com and figure out which way you would like to hire me as I do many, many things in the world, um, sexual wellness, BDSM, trauma healing, uh, online courses. Um, you know, it's really sexy, actually a really good way to rekindle your desire with each other um, is to take a course on sexual skill building in, in all the different capacities together and do your homework together. So that's always fun. Um, also, you can reach out to me again um, and hire me. We can do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. And, uh, and then don't forget, um, I, on my exclusive content for this month, I am doing a whole um, video on how to rekindle the spark. Not rekindle the spark, because we don't want to, we're not rekindling anything. We're creating new, all right? So how do you connect and how to ignite the spark that is in your relationship now and the possibilities that are available to you now? And to do that, you have to become a Patreon, a patron of my Patreon, which I'll put in the, in the show notes for a whopping $5. All right. I love you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And until next time, uh, get caught up on all the My Orgasmic Life podcast episodes. I believe this is 140. I have 140 episodes that um, you probably haven't all caught up on them. Um, and you can find that on all the, the um, platforms, your favorite platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, 
and everywhere that podcasts are. All right. That's it. That's all. Love yous. Oh, wait. I also host Tickle Dot Life's podcast where I interview people who share their their stories around their sexual experiences. So um, that's also great. And you can find that at Tickle Dot Life podcasts. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great day.